welcome to Lunch Plus here on the What's Right Facebook channel, YouTube channel. We're super excited to have you. I'm Barrett Nauer here with you. I want you to Me. do it the way you just did it. No. No, come on. I'm Zotty <laughs> Crabtree, the one. The only. one. <laughs> and I'm Paul. <laughs> I really wish better? you guys had that seen. I, I was hoping for a ha. I'm Paul. <laughs> if you had done your high on Buddy the way that you did it before, he probably would have. Or he would have just fallen. Or he would have just fallen. He just would have fallen out. Falling out. Well, we're super excited to have you on the broadcast today. Go ahead. Share the broadcast. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good one. George is a big fan of your shirt. Mm -hmm. Paul. Uh, Holly Which says, Which Sesame Hello. Street character were you? Grover. Cookie Monster. Oh, like a, a <laughs> shirt, probably wait, Oscar. Wait, was Grover? Grover was. Grover was the blue one. Grover was from Sesame Street. Was he? I thought he was. Yes. I thought he was a Muppet. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cookie Monster. <laughs> Hands down. They're, they're the same thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have to dive in, otherwise we're about to have a Sesame Street battle here on the broadcast. So here's what's coming up today. Wednesdays are some of my favorite days because up right now. Here we go. Food Mash is going to be the first thing. Today we have a special uh, beverage edition of Food Mash. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be interesting. <laughs> After that we have our next uh, Truth Talk episode, followed by a time of confession, and then Barrett's next Top 10, which is actually a Top 10, brought about by our viewers at home. And after that we have What's the Word? What's the Word? Um, Holly says that she was Big Bird as a kid. Pastor says he was Cookie Monster, which that's interesting. Um, fun fact for you viewers at home, Pastor's least favorite character, <laughs> probably of all, I don't know if it's all time, but definitely everybody's. on Sesame Street, is Elmo. I don't think anybody liked Elmo. Who liked Elmo? He was annoying. Elmo was the worst. It was, it was, the, it was the, the squeaky voice and... But, but let me tell you, like... Elmo is one of those things where if you want to see what the wrath of God looks like, it'll be upon Pastor's face if Elmo like gets brought back in. It, it's a strong thing. <laughs> I really wish Pastor. I just really wish I could see Bert and Ernie. They were they were they were next in line beside Cookie Monster. For a, for a while, we teased Pastor and said that Elmo was the mascot of Impact University, oh. and Pastor Nicole used to bring in like an Elmo toy, <laughs> and the last time it got thrown across the room, and really? Elmo was banned. Didn't get torched or anything? <laughs> he says it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's awesome. so funny. Okay, as you guys know, it is family chat time, the time where we get to connect and hang out with y'all. We love you so much. Thank you for being on. And comment, tell us your favorite things, what your opinions are, because the person who gets the 100th comment also gets a gift card. We do that daily, so we want to go ahead and get these comments, see how fast we can get to 100 comments, see if we can beat our fastest time, which I think is in like the 15-minute mark. Pastor Nicole says she never watched Sesame Street, um, but she did watch Hee Haw, so I don't know if that's comparable, but in my head, it's a children's. Anyway. Hee Haw? Whoa. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. Is that, Whoa. Uh, did I just offend me? I you maybe Pastor Nicole. Well, I apologize. It appears that you did Paul. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Okay, question number one. <laughs> <laughs> Moving yeah, on. Netflix or YouTube? Hmm. La, 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 la. Used to be a Netflix la, la. person, but then they got really crazy with their shows. So Netflix mm -hmm. is scary. Yeah, but YouTube I, is too. There's a dark side of YouTube. It's yeah. true. <laughs> it's like black too. Neither. <laughs> like, like the the uh, the what is it called? Um, 
like the underbelly of the internet. What's that called? Black, black web. Market. The black market. That's where that's where I was going. Like with that's what YouTube is. No, I'm saying that it has that side of it. Oh, does Just it? like every like hidden chain has like a hidden, mm. a hidden <clears throat> menu. Like YouTube has hidden things. But Interesting. Netflix does have a few like Book of Mark, Book of John that are actually sure. really good, and they're actually scripture instead of somebody just acting it out. On YouTube. On uh, Netflix. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. There for a while, me and Jade wouldn't sleep every night. Hmm. Listen to this. Kevin asks if we've seen Pure Flix. Um, I've seen it advertised. <coughs> Didn't y'all have it for yep. like a week? We tried it out. Um, it's all right. It, yeah. Yeah. They, they're Christian movies. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't like played around <laughs> with it enough You just got to know. be careful with some of them that you watch because some of them don't line up completely the right way. But, but they're good for anyway, the most part. Anyway, yeah. I'd say YouTube. Me too. <laughs> that has much more preaching on it. So YouTube mm. all the way. Yeah. Hey, Pamela Kelly, it's good to see you. She says Netflix. Okay, question number two. And for those two. of you watching on YouTube. You, you the MVPs. Way to go, the guys. The real MVPs. The real winners. Okay. Flip-flops or sneakers, mm. tennis shoes? Because tennis shoes. I needed to put sneakers slash tennis shoes up there because we're going to have both the North and the South watching. And in the South, they're not called sneakers often. They're called tennis shoes. Well, but they're the same thing, right? But, oh. they're, but they're classified differently. Like they're said differently. Okay. I've so. never called shoes sneakers. Yeah. That's your problem. I'll, but I've also, <laughs> just said I don't call problem. them tennis shoes either. I call them shoes. That's true. But how do you differentiate shoes? Like um, if you're describing them to well, your children to go fetch them. Um, go get my shoes. You shoes. slide your go foot get my in. Black shoes. Yeah. Dress <laughs> shoes. Dress shoes. Yeah. Your yard shoes, like my basketball shoes. My are yard shoes the same as tennis shoes? Those though? are the those are the shoes that I use to cut the grass. Uh, so Debbie says sneakers. Prilla says shoes are shoes. That's not true. Um, I love you, Pril. <laughs> um, Johnny says sneakers. Uh, Prilla says shoes have laces. Not all shoes. I have shoes on right now, and they do not have laces. George is basically just talking about different words that sound the same. Um, Marky says sneakers. Debbie says running shoes. Running shoes or tennis shoes? <laughs> Tomato convertible? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just looking at. <laughs> that's, I didn't know what it meant, so I just hopped. Pop, I know soda, what pop and soda mean. Um, no, definitely shoes. Um, I really don't ever wear flip-flops. No, I don't like flip-flops because they play, flop too much. I don't play tennis, so I wouldn't call them tennis shoes. Yeah, no. They're called flip-flops because they make you flip and flop because you always trip over them. It's true. Of the two, I would say tennis shoes. shoes? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Pastor says tennis shoes. So that's that's a, that's, a, that's what we're going to call them now, we'll, tennis shoes. We'll honor and respect that. Question number three. And move on. <laughs> Would you rather always wear earmuffs or always wear nose plugs? Always wear nose plugs. That's what you'd rather? I think so. I'm going with my gut reaction, and I think I'd always prefer to wear nose plugs. Well, I don't like not hearing people. Well, earmuffs are different than earplugs. You can still hear things with earmuffs. So but I, it's, I'd wear earmuffs. But it's muffled. But I've got really good hearing, so I still would be able to hear. But if you plug your nose, you, you lose your taste, too. Yeah. I'd still and rather... And I really like the taste of chocolate chip cookies, so I would go with earmuffs. I mean, if you want to talk like this for the rest of your life, you could do that. I don't want to. That would be... I'd rather... We would have to kick you off the show. I'd rather talk <laughs> like Fran Drescher than the whole time. What? Well, what? Well, what? okay, so like, what? let's say, 
Let's say. What? Let's say. What? I put my earmuffs on. See, now, now you're reinforcing that I want earmuffs. No, like, what about if you're leading worship and you're like, Waymaker, miracle worker. But if I can't hear how everybody else is singing, then you're going to sing Waymaker and then all of a sudden. You can always put in-ears underneath the earmuffs. These are some very touchy voices here. <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. Pastor Cole says <laughs> nose plugs. Yes. Uh, because that's our spiritual leader at Green. Um, Kevin says earmuffs. Wait, uh, did Pastor Brian respond yet? I don't think so. Yeah, but George brings a good point. The breathing thing when you eat. So you're going to have to chew with your mouth open. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> I need earmuffs. Oh, that sound. <laughs> that was a horrible sound. I, like, we went shooting this past weekend, and the whole time I'm wearing, like, ear protection, I can still technically hear, but it was awful because I had no idea what was being said the whole time. I'm like, I, but that's ear wear. protection, not earmuffs. I didn't wear any ear protection, and I heard everything completely fine. See, ear... What'd you say? (laughs) 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 Question number four. We're just hopping right over. Classical or modern art? Classical, 100%. Modern art is not art. One million thousand percent. One million. Pastor Nicole says nose plugs. Well, I guarantee you there's a scientific reasoning behind him saying earmuffs. You I can bet. hear danger coming. But, yeah. And that's but, what you're giving the Holy Spirit for. He'll warn you. He'll Pastor guide Nicole you. Pastor so, said what happens when you can't hear danger coming, Paul. Yeah. Um, so Pastor says classical. Uh, George says no art. Yeah. Holly says classical. <laughs> agree, Kevin George. says classical. classical. Yeah. No, modern art's just weird. Yeah. It's trash. Well, it's It's... <laughs> <laughs> literally like that's not like hyperbole it's mm-hmm. it's it, pastor nicole deb and i literally went literally went to a modern art museum art. and there was literally trash that was hung on the wall mm-hmm. like actual modern garbage so well, see modern art we can easily just put fingerprints all over this table art. the track of society mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. so Paul. like w- like we went to one um <laughs> and one of their pieces was two pieces of pottery with um, like so, with more pottery on top of it, and a little bit of dirt, and white noise was playing through the pottery and their yeah. like, art, and like the dirt was kind of moving a little bit. Yep. Art. It's not art. I mean, if we're gonna do that, then this entire setup right now is art. Pastor said you can smell danger. I was thinking that, but I didn't <laughs> say it. So oh if danger's coming, you don't have to hear it. You can smell it. Cause danger stinks. <laughs> Guys. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Good point, George. George says, Arnie smelled the bad guys coming in Commando. Um, I'm assuming that's a TV show and not just some weird thing. Um, okay. Pastor says, exactly, George. And then Pastor Nicole says, don't even get me started on this modern art. I, I understand. I'm glad we can all agree on this one. Yeah, this was a unifying it, one. Yeah, this one brought us all yeah. together. After so much polarization, that mm. was a fun word to say, of earmuffs or nose plugs, the art brought us back together. Mm. Everyone agrees modern art is the worst. If you do modern art, so we're going to have a great time <laughs> on the broadcast today. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and hop into our very first segment, which is Food Mash. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and share the broadcast because it's going to be such a good one. We're going to be back in just a couple of seconds, and we're super excited. We'll see you right back 
We're just giving you enough time to go share it. So do it right now, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. We got an awesome show for you today. Let's look at our table of contents before we jump into our first segment. First, we have food mash. It's gonna be an extra special food mash because we're gonna go into some, some drink mash, I guess we should call it that, right? True. Um, we have some beverage food mashes. Put, put in the comments what you think we're gonna have to be drinking because mm -hmm. it's gonna be something. After that, we have Truth Talk. We have a powerful word um, for you through that. After Truth Talk, we have a time of where we're gonna be giving our confession, our daily confession. Followed by top 10, which is actually not going to be Barrett's top 10, but your top 10. It's going to be awesome. And after that, we have What's the Word? It's going to be a good broadcast. But first, we have Food Mash. Mm. I'm excited. Um, oh, nervous. we're hopping to us. We're not doing the transition. Okay. Super sorry, guys. Okay. I feel like we're on us. Now we're back. Are we here? No. We're here. <laughs> okay, so this episode of Food Mash is inspired by the one, the only, Buddy Crabtree. Would you, no, I'm not going to ask you to share, because Buddy basically had an inspiration of the Lord. Was it an inspiration of the Lord? I just saw I something so. funny on Facebook and I sent it to Barrett. Yep. <laughs> That's really what happened. And thus Food Mash yeah. was born. I heard you guys yesterday, everybody yesterday said that this ingredient would be good to do for Willet Muffin. Today we're doing a coffee-inspired food mash. Coffee-inspired. That wasn't me. That was not plus me. Plus a special edition at the end, which is Buddy's. So today mm. is beverage, beverage, food mash. Mm. Yeah. What's awesome about this is that we have a varying scale of who likes coffee. You don't like it at all. I like a lot of cream with a splash of coffee. Mm -hmm. Buddy is pretty, what I've noticed with Buddy, Buddy's pretty like regimented in the type, like how he drinks his coffee. Yeah. And Abby is more experimental of the crew. Yep. So we have a big range mm. of emotion and preference here on the broadcast. We're just going to go ahead and get started right now. I'm just curious, how jittery are we going to be at the end of this? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I have Wait, cold is there any espresso morning. in this? No. Okay, Express. good. It is cold brew, though, so it's, it's made differently. Mm. So up first, according... That has floating stuff in it. According to I the know. internet... <laughs> Why you hand it to me? <laughs> because this one doesn't have floaties. Okay, Yours according does. to the internet, these are all supposed to be great, but they are a little different. So up first, we have cold brew coffee plus, if you can put it on the screen, plus <laughs> lemonade. Will cold brew and lemonade work together? I have sampled um, all of these privately before giving it to them. Normally I jump right in, I'm kind of nervous. Put it in the comments right now if you think lemonade's gonna work. Thumbs up for yes, thumbs down for no. See, I know what would go good with tea. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, with coffee. No. What? You've never had almond no, palmer? I have, but like it's half disgusting. lemonade, half That's not tea. good. No, don't, I think it's good. That's a normal You don't come to the, no, you don't mess with my sweet tea, man. Mm -mm. 
I, I, yeah, Don't that must be a sudden thing. Okay. <laughs> not broken. Three, okay. two, one. Cold brew and lemonade doesn't work. Kevin says no. Holly says no. Put in your votes right now as they're reacting. It's different. It's definitely different. I can't really taste the coffee, so I'm good. I like lemonade. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was like lemonade and then coffee. Maybe I got to swirl it. I don't it. know how the taste <laughs> didn't mix, but there was specifically one and then the other came and they were very separated. This tastes very similar to an Arnold Palmer, to be honest. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. This isn't bad. Kevin's asking what the ratio is. So in all of these coffees, it is three quarters coffee and then a quarter the mystery ingredient. So this is three okay. quarters cold brew, a quarter lemonade. I think the tart, the tart of the lemonade really does dilute the bitterness of the Interesting. coffee. I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to explain. I'm trying to be more, more uh, I, I want you to get an understanding of what we're tasting. So I'm trying to if learn. If I had to drink it, I could drink it. Really? And oh. you don't even like coffee. I don't taste the really? coffee. Interesting. I can only taste lemonade. Okay, so does this work for you guys? Thumbs up. Oh, Abby yeah. says yes. Buddy, is that a yes? Is that a middle yeah. of the road? It's kind of like a... It's a yes. It's mostly yes. Whoa! This worked, guys! Coffee and lemonade. This like is a that. thumbs up. That wasn't awful. Mm -hmm. okay. I was kind of nervous about the floating stuff, though. Yeah. I think it's just pulp. pulp. Yeah. I think yeah. that's all this. I, after yeah. I've seen the lemonade, I was like, okay, we're good. But seeing pulp in, uh, <laughs> in coffee. In coffee does it's, it's a scary thing. Is this like Coke? Coke? Okay, so the second one is absolutely cold brew coffee and, if you'll put it on the screen, Coca-Cola. So apparently this is something that people do often as well. I've hmm. never heard of these things. but. Do you guys have high hopes for cold brew and Coke? You've taken my three favorite drinks and mixed them all together. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's funny. Okay. I don't know, honestly. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Wait. <laughs> he already Wait. tasted it. I didn't taste it. Oh, I was smelling did. it. Oh. I was. I was uh, spinning it around in my glass and sniffing it. I think it. It might. Kevin it's, is a big no. Holly's a big no. I will say no. Okay. It's like a coffee soda. Right? It is. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Three, two, one, do it. That's yeah, a negative. Paul's a strong no. Brad Three, is. two, one, do it. Um, That's not good. Nope. It's not bad. I didn't think it was bad either. I don't think it's bad. Um, I don't think it's great. I thought it was better than the lemonade, actually, when I tried it. Really? I did. Could you use a little more sugar? I, I think. think that's it. The lemonade was pretty sweet in all honesty, but. Yeah, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's coffee soda. That's what I'm tasting right now. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. does this work for you? I think, I think it works. Okay, Paul says no, Buddy says yes, Abby, Abby's in the middle of the road. Okay, yep. no, Pastor Brian no, you says can't be it's lukewarm, not bad, Abby. it's not good. Hot or cold, there you go. Abby, okay, so two no's <laughs> overall, one yes. Okay, here comes the last coffee Ooh. concoction. The last coffee con oh, wait, so there's... Coffee concoction? We have buddies. We have buddies drink left to but, do. Okay. So we have one this? more coffee. This, this one... This looks like something that we shouldn't be drinking. Okay, so apple this juice? one... It's not apple juice. Mm. This is coffee plus tonic water. This oh. So the water that Buddy and Serena drank last week and they loved so much... It's tonic water. So do you think that tonic water and cold brew coffee 
go together. So is this actually tonic water or is this? It's tonic water. It's okay. not LaCroix. No. Okay, I thought you no. just poured like berry LaCroix in it. <laughs> no. This smells awful, I would just no. like to say. This smells. No. It has no smell. Oh, my, 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 I just dipped my nose in it. <laughs> that smells horrible. Okay, so Kevin is putting up the vomit emoji. Put in the comments right now if you think this is good. Holly says no. I really don't smell anything. Really? I have, I have hopes. I don't. They're not high, but I have hopes. <laughs> Did you just I'm, drink I'm, it? No, I was about to. I'm afraid to. Okay, here we go. Pastor Brian says, tonic water is gross. Don't, Don't worry. worry, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, three, two, one, down the hatch. Yep, you can have that one too. That is disgusting. Really? That is horrible. I thought that one, when I drank it, I thought it reminded me a lot of the lemonade one. Nope. It's nope. like the lemonade was Bad. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm gonna drink some of the lemonade ones to get that taste brown out. lemons that had fruit flies all over them. <laughs> so oh. Pastor Brian says it'll. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says it'll just water it down and add funky bubbles. No, that's Julie not Julie says not a good idea. What was happening inside your mouths as you were drinking this one? Well, there was something happening in my gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth said, "Get it back out." Oh no. See, I didn't think any of these were bad. I tried them all. I didn't think any of them were great, but I didn't think Ooh. they were terrible. Must be a main thing. That, I don't know. This tastes like an, <laughs> an Arnold Palmer. No, no, not at all. This tasted like. <laughs> yeah. Now like, you understand why I don't like them, though, because this is what it tastes like every this, time. This tastes like I just like walked through mud puddles and drained out my shoe and took a drink of that. That is a very vivid description. Okay, so overall. As you take another drink. It's so bad. <laughs> overall, my guess, confirm. based upon what we're hearing, is that it looks like it's gonna be a thumbs no, down. No, 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 no. Three no's for this no, one. Okay, no. here comes the good. last one, guys. Thank oh. you, Kevin. Kevin said Arnold Palmer's are And awesome. this yeah. is inspired by Buddy It's Crab inspired Tree. by Facebook. Something I, I saw. As you can it. see, the color's weird. And there is funky stuff settling at the bottom. <laughs> this is what we like to call here at Lunch Plus beef fizz. Buddy sent me a recipe. This is part beef broth. This is half beef broth. And then, no, three quarters beef broth. And then uh, the next, ale. yeah, right. two little or two little bits of lemon juice. And then the rest of it is ginger ale. And Man, it's beef ale. fizz. It's it's beef soda. I've had bacon soda before, and that was bad. Bacon soda, like the powder? No, bacon, <laughs> bacon soda. That was so bad. <laughs> Kevin, every time, every time I say that, though, that's what I hear. Kevin says negative Ghost Rider bladder is full. So put in the comments right now if you be if you think beef fizz is going to be super nasty, or if you think that it may surprise our people. Put it in the comments right now before you drink it. Do you any does anyone have high hopes of what is oh, about no. to happen to them not at all <laughs> i wish i could verbally express what i'm feeling on the inside <laughs> but it's not a lot of excitement i'm it's not, not. not looking. i'm gonna come into this unbiased i'm gonna say who knows this could be good this could be not so far everyone in the comments is putting up the puke face it. yeah don't smell it <laughs> i've tried this one here we go enjoy Enjoy, guys. Cheers. Bless it in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Abigail, oh. drink that. Come <laughs> it's on. Like sea water. Oh, that's so nasty. Nice. She stuck her tongue in it. 
I almost threw up, guys. I'm not even. Funny, this is your idea. I feel like you should have to drink the whole cup. <laughs> <laughs> you found this one. I have, I have to take this light sip at a time. So Pinky how up. how did you guys feel <laughs> drinking this? I, that I will drink any of those over that. I had to. I'm like in 100 percent serious, not putting anything on. I had to focus not to throw it all back up. It was the, not wanting to go down. The, the 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 flavor is so strong, you know. Like you know, you know, beef broth is a very strong flavor. Yep. It's super strong. Yeah. And add that with the fact that it's cold. Yep. <laughs> it's not the best. It's not it's good. <laughs> toilet water, used toilet water, is it good? Nope. Pastor oh, Nicole says that this is idea. the only one that I blessed. <laughs> that tells you something for sure. This it's one gross. is nasty. Like it's so, gross. So yeah. Now it's if, gross. If you ever need. Like a beverage? This a, is not it. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a thought process and I'm like, I shouldn't say that. There but are, this is the best. I like yeah, the lemon. They're juice. in order. They're legitimately in order of best. It just progressively got worse. Yeah. So three thumbs super down for beef fizz. Guys, just skip it. Don't even try it at home. Uh-uh. Mm. And see, the, the funny thing about this is it was actually, it was a picture taken from a legit Cookbook, for sure. So it's not like someone's like, hey, let's make beef fizz. It was actually like something that was in a cookbook. Yeah, it someone somewhere sick. enjoys and this. And nobody should buy that cookbook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. Guys, as we've learned today, some random stuff can go in coffee. Not everybody is on board with it, but beef fizz is just a great big no. no, no. Send in your inspiration, any ideas that you have for Food Mash, and you may see them on the broadcast, just like you're about to see the top 10 before we hop there. It is time to hop into Truth Talk. We've got an awesome video for you. We're going to cut right over to that, and we'll see you on the other side of it. Johnny Shaver. guys. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Truth Talk. Truth Talk. Truth Talk. <laughs> so today we are going, we have a brand new episode for you today and we are talking about what? What is <laughs> salvation? Salvation. Salvation. I want to say it with a Spanish accent. Do you say salvation? Yeah. Salvation. Salvation. <laughs> well, we are going to be talking about salvation and what it is. There are so many people who think so many different things about salvation. I know for me, a long time ago, I just assumed I went to heaven because I was a good person. And... You know, the Bible actually talks about what eternal life is, and it's, mm -hmm. it's way more than that. It's, we're going to be talking about how it's not just a ticket punch to go to heaven. Like, there is such an awesome, awesome thing attached to salvation, and we're going to be talking about it today. So, starting out with what you said, I mean, it's always easy just to go back to the Word. So, first of all, what is eternal life? The Word says in John 17, 3, this is eternal life. That's pretty point blank. It says that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So eternal life is knowing God. 
and yeah. knowing Jesus. I feel like this is one of those things that you don't want to just guess what it is or have your own opinion on what it is because it's pretty important. So that's why it is so important to actually go to the Bible and see specifically what the Bible says and like that verse. Yeah. Um, what sticks out to me with that verse is like that you may know them. So a lot of people know about God. They know about Jesus. But knowing about somebody is different than knowing them. Like, have you ever had somebody that they said that they knew you, but you didn't know them? And it's, it's like, what? No. And they know, they could probably tell you your parents' name. They could yeah. probably tell you your best friend's name. And they say that they know you, but you don't know them. So really, they just know about you. So there's a, there's a big difference between knowing about God and knowing God. I was listening to, uh, there's a minister called John Bevere, and I was listening to him last week. He got saved actually in college, mm -hmm. and the person that led him to the Lord talked a lot about what Marky just said. You know, he asked, do you know your mom? And yeah, yeah, I know my mom. Like, do you know her well? Yeah, I know her well. Like, she's my mom. <laughs> I know yeah. her. And he's like, okay, well, do you know who the president is? And he's like, yeah, I know. I know who the president is. He's like, okay, who would you say you're closer to? And he's like, well, my mom. And he asked him, he's like, could you go, like, basically, could you go hang out with the president? He's like, no. And took him down that same line where he realized, I've only known about God. Yeah. I don't, I've never known God. And there's an intimacy that people who are saved can have with the Lord that Jesus paid for us to have, you know, the whole purpose of salvation is because we were people that have messed up. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Every single one of us at some point in our life had messed up and God desired us so much. He sent his one son who was perfect to live a perfect life because he wanted you to know him. He wanted to have that intimate relationship with you. It's not just, oh, you get to come to heaven now. You don't have to go to hell. It's, no, God wanted to know you, and he wanted you to know him. That's his heart. That's who our God is, is he wants you to know who he is. I think most people think it's a check the box of, well, I've sinned. I don't want to go to hell, so let me check this box. And, okay, now that I've checked it, I'm good for the rest of my life. I yeah. can... I go off sinning or, you know, trying to live the best I can, and but I've got this box checked, so I'm good. But eternal life is knowing God, yeah. having that relationship. Yeah. The Word speaks about, you will know my people by their fruit. Mm -hmm. And this is basically saying, when you become saved, when you have salvation, there are going to be things that people will be able to know. That person's saved. That's what it means by fruit. The fruits of the Spirit are the main ones, and you will be a person known by your love, joy, peace, and it goes through patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You will be a person known by those fruits, by those evidences. I, I remember having this picture in my head, okay, this is what it means to be saved. And it means that you get to go to heaven someday and have eternal life. And then I realized eternal life starts now. Yeah. It's not just about going to heaven. It all yeah. starts from the moment that you receive Jesus. Eternal life starts now. And you can see it in those gifts and the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit.
fruit of the spirit, sorry. Fruit of the spirit, like Abby was talking about. Yeah, and we've talked yeah. about this before, you know, there's, there's scientific research that you become basically the product of the five people that you hang around the most. So the people that you're around the most influence you. Well, if God is really, if Jesus is your Lord and God is your father and the Holy Spirit's your teacher, you're going to be like them. You know, it's like Pastor Nicole is Abby's mom. She's my spiritual mom. Like she is Marky's pastor. Like she's our pastors and we're around her a lot. <laughs> we're around Pastor Brian, our spiritual father, our pastor a lot. And the more we're with them, the more we'll say things that sound like them. You know, pastor joked just the other day that I'm sounding more Southern and pastor Nicole's like, oh, it's my baby. It's because I've rubbed off on her because I've spent seven years with her <laughs> because there are different aspects of who she is. And I'm going to take them on and sound like her in different ways. When we're with the father and we know him, we don't just know about him. We know him. We're going to look like him, sound like him, talk like him, act like him. It's just a part of knowing him. It causes us to get really honest. Like, am I sounding like God when I'm talking? <laughs> like, <laughs> do I really have the fruit of patience when I'm driving in traffic and it's a traffic jam? Like, am I sounding like God or am I sounding like flesh Barrett? <laughs> yes. It's, mm -hmm. it's been the latter a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good place to check ourselves yeah. with. I mean, I know we can all grow. Yeah. There's always room to grow. And that's not a bad thing of, you haven't been doing good. Come on, Baron, you got fleshly. Um, <laughs> but it's a good thing. It's a hope-filled yeah. thing of God has so much better. God wanted to pull us out of where we had sinned and we were going to hell. I mean, yeah. that's just the facts. Yeah. He loved us that much. So then we become saved. We believe on him as our savior, yeah. as our Lord. Yeah. And then we have this relationship the rest of our lives. Yeah. We have to learn more about him, to grow more in him, to spend time with him yeah. and to lead our lives right alongside him. Yeah. But to also lead others to him on that same path. Yeah. To tell others about him so that they can go to heaven too, so that they can have a relationship with him. Yeah. And if we can grow, that means it's only good things ahead of us because God only has good things for us. Amen. Well, we want to see your relationship with him grow. Right now, where have you been on a scale of one to five? And I think all of us, if we're being honest, we haven't been a five. You know, one being you've never even heard Jesus's name before. Five being you're walking on water. Like <laughs> you just raised somebody from the dead. Like you are like you're hanging with Jesus. Like where are you at on that scale of one to five? And I think honestly, we can all go higher. Yeah. So no matter where you are, a lot of people I've talked to have said a two, a three. That's honest and that's humility. But what's exciting is that there's room to grow. There's always room to get more of God. So no matter where you are on that scale of one to five, today we want you to go higher. We want you to go to the highest you can be with God. So just close your eyes and just pray this with us and say, Jesus, today I want to go from wherever I am right now to as high with you as I can get. 
high with you as I can get. I know there's more. I know there's more. I know there's more to have. I know there's more to have. I know there's more of you that I can know. I know there's more of you that I can know. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that he rose again. I believe that he rose again. And when he died, my sins died with him. And when he died, my sins died with him. And when he rose back to life, I was raised up with him. I was raised up with him. My eternal life starts right now. Starts right now. I am made new. I am made new. I am with you, Jesus. I am with you, Jesus. Seated in heavenly places. Seated in heavenly places. You're my Lord. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my Savior. And today, I walk with you on levels. I walk with you on levels that I've only ever dreamt about. I've only ever dreamt about. Amen. 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 And that's you. You are made new with Christ. And today, you just went from wherever you were to like a 55. (laughs) You're off the charts right now because that's how good he is. Well, we love you guys and thank you for joining us today. And we want to hear from you. So if you prayed with us, if you prayed to accept Jesus in your heart for the very first time or even to recommit or to go to new levels, we want to hear from you. So send us a message. You can direct message us on Instagram, Facebook. We want to hear from you and follow us on Instagram at truthtalk.vlog and on Facebook at truthtalk to see more videos from us. We love you guys and we'll see you next time. Bye. Welcome to our daily confessions here on the broadcast. As you guys know, if you're longtime viewers, or if you don't know and you're just hopping on for the first time, we like to go through a series of confessions that the Lord has given us here because we know that the word that's sent out in faith accomplishes what it was sent to do. And so right now. Join your faith with my faith. I've got faith for you. I've got faith in what the word says. And let's just see the Lord move as we go into our daily confession. Confession number four. It's such a good one. Join your voice with mine. And it says, every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, seal that thing over every person watching. Every weapon will not prosper because we are covered by the blood of Jesus, and he's so good. Ah, I get so excited when it's confession time because the word is good and powerful. Right now, we are going to hop into... One of my favorite segments, top 10, and ordinarily it is my top 10 list, but today, this day, it's your top 10 list. What are we doing? Find out here in just a second with our top 10. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. Okay, so I have... Abigail and Kevin with me today. And here is why I'm so excited about this. Last week, I put out a poll on Facebook and on Instagram asking what some of your, I guess, favorite 
is not the right word. What are some regrettable decisions you've seen made in the world of fashion? <laughs> what are what are the biggest regrets that maybe you have or that you've seen? Ha and I got so many answers and they were wonderful. They're not in any particular order. However, these are some of the most popular things that you guys said were really not good. So will you agree with this list? Are there more that we forgot to put on here? Put in the comments right now what you think the worst fashion trend is. What's one of yours? I, I feel like crop tops. I, oh, I really don't like crop tops. What a good call. <laughs> I forgot about crop tops, but that's, yeah. What's one that you think is, is so not good? The worst fashion trend? Sure. The 1980s. I understand. <laughs> just the whole, just no, the whole thing? Right, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just take the whole decade out. No, I would say, um, oh my goodness, probably beehive hair. Beehive hair. Oh my word, that was awful, right? Uh, okay, put in the comments right now which ones you think are not good. Here's what we're gonna go ahead and put on. Here we go. Dun da da. <laughs> Mom jeans. Oh my Mom goodness, I jeans. forgot about those. Mom jeans. Oh. Yowza. Look at this picture. Like they're just, they're not flattering attire. No. Like it's its not good. No. Oh, no. So no. we have a running debate at my house on what makes mom jeans, mom jeans, because I feel like it's the color of them, but I've been outvoted because my parents both say it's the cut of them yes and how they fit and stuff yes yeah i i would agree it's the cut of mom jeans like i think mm. jeans can be different colors but mom jeans have a particular way of like fitting that are not they're just not flattering mm. anyone like bad right so i'm really hesitating right now a because um, <laughs> i'm a man and i shouldn't be commenting about jeans on a lady and two my mom's watching. Mom, <laughs> your jeans, mom, are awesome. My mom rocked some jeans. Yeah, she did. Okay, next one. Here we go. Okay, so puka shell necklaces were a thing. Paul is laughing because he knows it's true. Every dude, like, it seemed, and maybe you guys are older than this. <laughs> guys, like, every guy I knew in junior high, high school, college, like, they all wore them. It was a thing in the real, like, a really big thing in the early 2000s and not, ugh, not good. Paul's, like, nodding off to the side because he knows. I bet he wore one. He sure did. <laughs> he just said he had one. He had the great big shells. And Buddy said he did that in his senior pictures. Yes. Puka shells. Good? I'm, I'm disappointed with Buddy and Paul. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I thought this was just for, like, on the movies. Like, no. I've only seen them on movies no. where, like, people live at the beach. No. So I didn't even know what they were called until mm. just now. <laughs> Here's one thing that you will never see on me. Puka anything. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, not this guy. Yeah, no. uh, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. The name makes it so much worse. Puka shell. Puka. <laughs> Buddy said he made it look good. Um, Mama Crabtree, I would like you to send me a senior picture of Buddy, and we'll put it on the broadcast, <laughs> and you can vote. Here's our next one of the day. <laughs> 80s hair. Oh, billboard. Uh, 80s hair. Ouch. 
I, I almost put up a picture of Deborah Ann Aldridge because her 80s hair was impressive. Wow. Like it was huge, but 80s hair was really, really a lot. It was a thing. Guys, let me tell you something. Uh, you don't understand, but Aquanet, <laughs> Aquanet was a must in the 80s, okay? I've been told. And, yeah, uh, we built structures with Aquanet. <laughs> There are structures still standing to this day built on nothing but cardboard <laughs> and Aquanet. So, yeah. I don't yeah, doubt that was it. The stuff. I almost put on that graphic inspired by Aquanet, but I didn't know if that was branding. But, yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure they strongly. went out of business at, like, in 1990. Are they still a thing? Oh, my goodness. If they're not, I'm so sorry, Aquanet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, 80s hair. Uh, did you have it? Are you. Did you have 80s hair? I wasn't existence true <laughs> i wasn't even being thought of back then so let me I tell you i had baby hair in the <laughs> 80s so like my sisters right they would we only had one bathroom and they would uh -huh. prepare hours on end was to that get hair, their hair crunchy one of them was one of my sister's <laughs> hair was not mentioning which you know which one i'm talking about <laughs> um there so they would be preparing their hair and there's like a fly would fly by and that fly is probably still stuck in the air right now <laughs> Oh, Covered man. in Aquanet. Okay, next one up on, and this is the list that you guys made. Worst fashion trends, makeup trends so far. Next is hammer oh. pants. Okay, here's the thing. Look at this graphic right now. The one on the left is clearly a costume. The one on the right, like that's a legit outfit. Is from, it too like, legit? Too legit to quit. A A. a. Um, that's like an outfit that you can buy from pennies. Oh like, my I, goodness. That's a thing now. They're back now, guys. Are they like, really? Yeah, they're back now. They're called wow. genie pants, though. They're not hammer pants. They're called genie pants, and they're a thing. So I'm, not I'm gonna that be land. honest. Some of no. my favorite. <laughs> no. Some of my favorite music is like the '80s music videos, and. I really enjoy hammer pants on the videos, not in real life. Like if I saw someone walking around with hammer pants, like in Walmart, I'd laugh, but I'd be disappointed in their life choices. <laughs> <laughs> but in the music videos, they look pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I have to be honest. I'm sorry, and that's just my two cents. I mean, it's like a costume. I can support yeah. it if it's a costume, but not in the real world. I didn't like it then. Yeah. And they, everybody was wearing them. Except for this guy. Yeah. Aladdin wears them. He does. Yep. He does. That's Aladdin. why genie pants. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, well, next. Buddy says he wasn't alive during half of these. Don't worry, you're about to be. Hair <laughs> glitter. This was also in my era. There's a nice, I, I tried to blend guy stuff and girl stuff. Put, will you put it back up? I had this. Like, I remember being in junior <laughs> high, and this is a thing. And it's hair gel, but it's hair glitter. And then also accompanying it was hair, like glitter hairspray. And mm. basically, you just shed like a unicorn wherever you went. And it, yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing. So I thought this was a new thing. No. Just coming around for the first time. It's back? Oh, yeah. It, oh. Especially like a year nice. ago, especially. But they just call it like space buns, and it makes it look like outer space. And 
you can't. I would never do it, but you, it's it's back. You can't get rid of glitter, though. Like, it's like <laughs> the thing that can't ever, don't do this again. Come on. Younger generation, learn. Don't, don't do this one. It's a bad one. <laughs> so let me just go ahead and tell you that in 1980, when we did hair glitter, is because in art class, some little boy was mean to a little girl. It had nothing to do, nobody put glitter in their hair on yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah. Right? Buddy says there will be glitter in Hades. 100%. Okay, next one. That's true. Velour tracksuits. This was an early 2000s trend. If you wow. watch Lizzie McGuire, if you watch really any movie from the 90s, Mean Girls. Like, these are things that were super popular, um, and they were terrible. They're terrible then. If they're back now and I don't know it, they're terrible now. They're no. not good. Paul says that Jade and Scarlett have a matching set. Do they wear them out of the house? They had them in 2013. He says that they had them in 2013, but I doubt that they left the house. Mm -hmm. They didn't. Oh. Okay, next one. <laughs> well, so sorry, I, I never Jade. understood that because I, I always just thought it was it was such a sloppy look anyway. And it doesn't feel Because they good. look like pajamas. Like around the house, pajamas all day long. Yeah, for sure. You know, but out and about, no. Yeah. And they felt gross too. Like it's really? not a fun feeling. <laughs> I'm enjoying that I've lived through, I think, none of these. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're, I you're, can sit back and watch. And the favor great. of the Lord was upon you. Okay, next one. I think uh, this is Barrett's personal favorite fashion oh trend. As you can see, t-shirts under dresses. As you can clearly see from this graphic, um, I was the official sponsor of this trend all throughout my college years, high school years. I was a big fan. Any t-shirt under any dress, pretty much. Um, you this have a tie-dye t-shirt under there. I do. I have a tie-dye t-shirt. And they needed to be Old Navy, like, cotton dresses, too. But this was a thing for a long time. And this one as well is coming back. Guys, I don't Aww. look cool on that. Like, I don't look good there. They, it doesn't look good. No one does. Doesn't. Don't do that. It doesn't. No. Learn from me. Please don't do Oof. it. Learn. Okay, next. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. I need a minute. I almost put a picture of Paul on this one, but I didn't get his permission, so I didn't. The next one that people put on my status and in my inbox was the man bun. Man buns, guys. Paul wants to know if he should bring it back. That's an overwhelming. No. 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 Please. No. Please you know, no. I'm just going to go ahead and say this and you know, receive it how you will. <laughs> uh -oh. But as soon as you put a bun on a man... They're no longer men. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, in the Patriot, I feel like they probably had it then. We're not in the Patriot era. We, we've developed scissors and, and haircuts. I feel like the trend died out in the 1800s. True. And after then, it should not come back. It's true. I'm sorry. And those weren't buns either. No, they were like low ponytails. Yeah, right. Priscilla yeah. said that Paul had more of a top knot. It's the same thing. It's a bun. It's not. It's, it's a bun. Man, high man buns, low man buns, two man buns. Don't, don't. It's nope. gross. Okay, it's next sad. one. How many more do we have? Two? Yeah, we have two more. Ugh. This one's disgusting. The rat tail. This is one. Why? Paul! Paul off to the side is raising his hand. You had a rat tail? In second and third grade, Paul had oh a rat tail. Oh, my word. Wow. Why, why did I not contact... Paul's mom before this broadcast aired. I could have had such great pictures. Um, 
Rat tails. So far, Paul's, so far, Paula's had one of every of those fashions that we've shown. So <laughs> the I'm guys. actually impressed. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. And a couple uh, of the girls, I'm just saying. <laughs> I've only seen a rat tail on, like, I think. A rat? Yeah. <laughs> no, but in Star Wars, it's not Anakin. It's like Obi-Wan or someone. Yeah. Young. Right. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, young right. Anakin. He had a rat tail. That's I, all I know. My brother had one, and I was really not kind to him with it. Like, I used to wrap it around my finger and pull it in encouraging him to cut it off. Um, I did I did not like them. Okay, uh, here's the, the most popular one. Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. The popcorn shirt. Guys, leave that on the screen for just a second. Guys, Men, I, 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 I don't think you had the equivalent of this. Every lady that had to wear one of these, I would like to had repent to. on behalf. Had to. These are the worst. I had one of these, and it was my favorite. Oh, they're so bad. This is the one I did have, and I am really excited. I wish I still had mine. It is the worst wow. thing. Like, they were shirts. You can come back to me. They were shirts that were one size fits all, mm -mm. and... First of all, they, nothing is one size fits all. Like you can't fit an Abigail and then also fit like a me and then also fit like somebody else. Like it's it, shirts don't are not made to do that. They also did not look good. Like they were just bubbly, weird. And if you at all were not a twig, like it just started to stretch and the pattern looked bad. They were bad oh they were so bad so it this. seems like that they would actually stretch in the places where you were more full for sure and then yes. and bunch in the places where you were not for sure so wouldn't that kind of uh, accentuate the, sure. the places it just doesn't sound good it wasn't this is still i think the favorite shirt that i've had in my entire life because I had such intense growth spurts and had to get new clothes. And this shirt fit me from kindergarten until like third grade. <laughs> and I was so happy. It grew up with me. It, it had some of my personality, I'm sure. It, it, mm. We went through a lot of stuff together. It was pink. It was like that. It was a gradient. It was hot pink on the top, faded and light pink. Oh. Mm -mm. I miss shirt. If you're out there, I miss you. Mm. Come back, <laughs> please. Mm. As as a child who was a portly child, like a chubby child, like my stomach was just nothing except for stretched, and then everything up was like bunched, and it was it was just not good. They were mm. terrible mm. shirts, and they often that. ended up as crop tops because, again, as you stretch one way, it doesn't stretch this. Not good. Oh. Not good. I missed my shirt. It didn't look good, but <laughs> I still miss it. I would wear it around the house still. Well, guys, these were what you said were some of your favorite worst fashion trends. I have another list. It'll come at some point. But if you have things that you think that we missed putting together this list, put them in the comments right now. I'll go back and read them. And we love y'all so much. Thank you for joining in. I really liked this one because it came from you guys. So if there's a list that you want us to make and talk about, let us know. But right now we're going to hop over to what's the word and it's going to be a good one. Share the broadcast right now and we'll be back in just a couple seconds.
What's up, buddy? Hello, welcome to What's the Word? What's up? I just want to say the hammer pants, I would totally wear those right now around the house. Not out in public. Sure. But around the house. And I feel like yeah. if you came to the house and I was wearing those pants, yeah. instantly in your head is, I'm about to catch a roundhouse to the forehead. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be like your natural thought. Like, okay, this guy knows Kung Fu. Yeah. Back away. I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's not my natural thought <laughs> at all. My natural thought is, why? Because I instantly if think I ever see that. Napoleon Dynamite, when he's standing there and he's at the, the karate place, <laughs> he's right. got the American flag on his Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you went somewhere else with that. I, I was, did. I was thinking, uh, 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 oh goodness, the the Buddhist <laughs> temple where they they wore those a lot, and they were always studying the kung fu arts and so forth. So you went you went totally a different way than I did. All I can think of is next time you're on the broadcast, you should be wearing. If I've, they have been in my one of my shopping carts for a while. Really? Yes. <laughs> I've I've debated ordering them. I just not ha- I have not had leading. To hit purchase yet? You'll never get leading. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know. Will never I'm, I'm really no. I'm actually thinking that's Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is trying to help you out on that one. Okay, mm-hmm. do not buy those bridges. I don't know. Stay they would be the comfortable bridges. pajama pants. Probably. <laughs> anyway, well, not guys, in my house. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Uh, I, honestly, I, I, I'm believing that this is going to be a really powerful time in the Word. Yes. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about, uh, I believe it's called praise in the process. Praise Him in the process. Um, you know, I was praying this morning and I just felt, you know, wherever you're at in life, I feel like this is going to be a powerful word for you because what we're going to be talking about is, you know, what do we do it, during the process or in between the promise and the manifestation mm-hmm. of the promise. Mm-hmm. Like where we're praying and we're believing God to do something, but it hasn't manifested yet. What do we do in that time? What do we do? Like, how do we hold on to our faith? I, honestly, I guess, you know, a better way to say it is how do we ensure that our faith doesn't have a shelf life? Yeah. You know, because I've taught, I've, I've, you know, preached messages and I've heard people stand in faith, you know, when they hear the word, mm. you know, and they're believing, they're believing. And then one week later, they give up on it. Yeah. You know, and, and why? Because their faith has a shelf life, you know, right. It, like, and really what's going on is what are you doing between the time where you have the faith and the time where it either manifests or you drop the faith? It's, you know, it's really that that's probably when faith needs to be applied the most, mm. you know, that's when faith is in action. That's when that's when we're, where where our faith is supposed to be most active is in, during that process, yeah. you know. Um, and, and it's important for us to. I, I think that's that's why you know we're calling it a process is because there's something that God's doing in that time. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like it's not like you know God likes to prolong things just to prolong them. What hap- Honestly, I think. Uh, more often than not, whenever there's there's a process going go like between the the prayer and the manifestation, what's really going on is there's something that God needs to work out of us, you know. Um, and, and if we just try to skip the process, mm-hmm. you know, to attain something, we're not going to have the the power or the maturity to retain it. You know, right. we we can. We can say, oh man, I, I just need this now. But in reality, if God gave you something now, you might not have the maturity to be able to handle it. Yeah. And so it's important for us to, to trust God in the process and understand that, that he's, He works all things together 
for the good of those who love him and are called according to his promises, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And so when we, when we receive the revelation of what God's promise is, the second we receive that revelation and believe it in faith, God's, God begins working it out immediately. Yes. He, he starts working it out at that moment. Yes. And so it's important for us to hold on to that faith mm-hmm. because if we drop faith, we might miss it. Um, like one, one, of the, one of the things that I was telling you about earlier was when I was a senior in high school, like I didn't have the best... Um, uh, I didn't have the best grades. Grow, you know, I, I had a twin sister. She got straight A's. You know, yeah. and I was not that. Right. You know, and um, and so you know, to to motivate me, my dad, my senior year, said, if you get straight A's this year, I'm I'll, I'll buy you a Mustang GT. That's the, that was my dream car. I really wanted that, and I was like, okay, cool, sweet. So I started. You know, the school year started off. I got my syllabi, and I just started working on thing, work working it together, and and uh, I was just really excited about it. But as time went on, you know, my dad never brought up the, my dad never brought up the, the promise again, you know. Uh, but as time went on, you know, I just started, my grades, I started to slack pretty right. much, you know. I, I wasn't as diligent, I wasn't as serious about it. And as time went on, I began to just question, not, not because my, I, I thought my dad wasn't a man of his word or anything, but because, I, because time went on and I, I took my eyes off of that, I started to think, hmm, Maybe he didn't really mean what he said. I mean, that, that's an expensive car. You know, I don't see how sure. we can work it out, you know. And I just began to justify. Basically, I was justifying my lack of pursuit and my lack of hunger for, for the thing that my dad promised. Mm. And so eventually I just began to slack off even more, forgot about it completely and ended the school year. I did not have straight A's. I did not get a Mustang, you know. Um, but a couple, I'd say maybe a year, a year later, I asked my dad, I was like, remember when you said you'd get me a Mustang? He was like, yeah. I said, were you serious? Like, and he said, he said, buddy, I started to research Mustangs. I started to move money around, you know, mm-hmm. in our finances. I started to do whatever I could to make sure I could, I, I could get that to you. Because he wanted to get me that mm-hmm. Mustang, yeah. you know. Yeah. He wanted to get me that promise. Right. But because I took my eyes off of it and I convinced myself that he wasn't really he didn't really mean what he said because of that I, I didn't do my part in, in that because that was a covenant. You know, if yeah. you do this, I'll do this. You know, he, and and since I didn't do my part, I didn't get the benefits of it because I gave up on it because I took my eyes off of it. Right. And the and, and, you know, you'll never hear me say I don't have a Mustang because my dad didn't honor his word. Yeah. You know, That's right. I, I don't have a Mustang because I took my eyes off the promise and I gave up pursuing it. You mm-hmm. know, that, that's the truth. And the question is, how many of us have we missed the promises of God because we just gave up on them too soon? You know, we, we, we took our eyes off the promise. We dropped our faith. We stopped pursuing it. You know, we stopped walking in faith. Right. And, and, and we missed the promise that God was already working it together. Mm-hmm. And, but we took our eyes off of it and stopped pursuing it. And, and he had it ready for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, and that's why I feel like it's important for us to talk about this today. Oh, absolutely. So as you're talking about that, the... Um, the picture going through my mind, um, you know, the Bible always uses the uh, analogy of seed time, harvest yeah. time, seed time and harvest time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, having grown up in Vermont, uh, dead smack in the middle of a uh, dairy farm, um, there was dairy farms all around us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so these farmers, um, you know, there was a time when they had to plant to prepare um, uh, silage mm-hmm. and food to feed their, their cattle. So they would do that, and uh, while the 
um, while the seed was in the ground and it was growing, they were preparing mm -hmm. for the harvest. Mm -hmm. Did they know when the harvest was? Well, they had a pretty good idea, but mm -hmm. they didn't know exactly when it was. Mm -hmm. But they knew that they'd better be ready for it. Yeah. So they were, they were going out and they were preparing their silos and making sure that the silos were clean and ready to receive that silage. Mm. Uh, they would go out and, and uh, prepare the, the barns, the haylofts, mm -hmm. and making sure that they were free of rodents and, and bugs and so forth to receive those bales of hay that were coming. Did they know that they were coming? No. Did they know how much of it they were coming? No. But they were preparing, they were mm -hmm. presuming, yeah. they were in hope that, it was, that they <clears throat> were coming. Mm -hmm. okay? um, and they were sharpening their, their tools, their harvesters, to come and, 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 and get that. Um, but not only that, they were also watching the weather. And they were watching uh, how, the, how the ground was, was being nurtured. Was it being adequately irrigated? Or did they need to, to intervene? Did they need to run the pumps and, and irrigate themselves and, and nurture that, that seed that's in the ground? Mm. Oftentimes, like you were talking about, we just take our eyes off the prize, mm. you know. Yeah. Or we just forget that we need to nurture mm. that seed that we have in the ground. Yeah. And we, we, you know, pardon it, but we're, we're, we lose that faithfulness mm -hmm. to, to keep focused yeah. and to continue to, to drive on mm -hmm. in preparation for the harvest that's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things, one of the biggest places where people do that, and I've been guilty of that, is, is when you're praying and you're believing for healing, a lot of times people think it's going to be instantaneous. Mm. And that's a miracle. But there's a difference between a miracle and healing. It says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't right. say instantaneously. Yeah. So there's faith that has to be applied to that. But mm. then it also tells us that when you pray, you believe that you have received it. Well, if you believe, you full-heartedly mm. believe that you have received it, that faith is there, mm. then you're going to go ahead and put on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's right. You're going to go ahead and start thanking him for it. You're going to mm -hmm. start praising him for it mm -hmm. in those moments, even when you don't see it, because you know that you've received it. Yeah. You know his heart for you. And when I had my accident, my faith wasn't exactly where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. But I, I also, I had to, I literally had to purpose myself every day to do that. Mm -hmm. Even when my flesh was sitting there going, well, his word says that you've already received the healing, so you should be able to just stand up and walk right now. Da, da, da. But my body wasn't there. Could I have received it that way? I could have. Mm. Was my faith there to receive that? Not at that time. Mm. Yeah. So what happens? I have to purpose myself to believe that I have received it. Mm -hmm. Put on Thanksgiving, yeah. praise him for it, even when you don't see it. Mm -hmm. You still praise him for it because you know his heart. Mm -hmm. yep. His heart is for you to be whole. Yeah. His heart is for you to walk in that healing. Yeah. And now my, <clears throat> my faith wasn't all the way up at that time, and it's still not all the way there. I'm still growing every day, but yeah. I was able to recover a lot faster than any of the doctors thought. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I, I did purpose myself daily okay my body doesn't feel like it right now but thank you lord that i'm still here thank mm -hmm. you lord for the healing that has taken place right now mm -hmm. thank you lord for the wisdom that you're giving the doctors right now thank mm -hmm. you lord for god in their hands in the surgery thank mm -hmm. you father mm -hmm. jade was doing the same thing and 
and by purposing ourselves to put on that praise, even though we weren't seeing it fully in that moment, yeah. that faith started rising up. The faith started growing. And mm. as that faith started growing, that healing manifestation started taking place a lot faster then. Right. It started going like when I had my sh shoulder surgery, I went in the rehab and they were telling me, oh, but normally, you know, you're, you're going to come out, you'll probably be at 80%. I came out, my left shoulder is stronger than my right shoulder was. Wow. So <laughs> doctors didn't quite give it that one. So when yeah. we go to sit down in the doctor's office and he's going to do your, your, uh, your workup of, you know, your range of motions and everything that you've lost. And he's like, honestly, he goes, I can't put nothing down on you. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, praise God. Hallelujah. Like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, cause he was like, well, I won't. I feel like I need to put something down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if you don't think it's there, then don't put it down. Because yeah. you put it down, then you're trying to document something. So That's just leave that alone, my right. friend. Like, right. yeah. praise God. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't, but it didn't make sense to the doctor. But it made sense according to the word because yeah. you put on that thanksgiving. Yes. Mm -hmm. You believe that you've received it when you prayed for it. You applied your faith. And by applying your faith, you put on praise. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not going to praise him for it, then your faith isn't there because you don't believe you've received it yet. Yeah. That's right. That's good. You know, yeah. you, you talked about the, the healing being immediate, um, but the manifestation, um, you know, takes place later on. I think that's where a lot of people get, um, you know, even Christians, they get kind of mixed up is, um, is the healing is immediate. Mm -hmm. The healing is immediate. Mm -hmm. he, there is no delay in his healing. Mm -hmm. but, the, but the manifestation mm -hmm. of that healing may be tomorrow, the next day, yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. But the healing is still immediate. You cannot say that the healing hasn't had already happened. Right. Yeah, it's done. Mm -hmm. But the manifestation is later, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And it's the same with your finances. When you sow that seed, that harvest is already there. It's there. Mm. You just—it might not be ready to be pl plucked yet, but that harvest is there. there. So when you drop that that envelope in the basket, mm -hmm. thank you, Father, for my harvest. I thank God. you right now. When a farmer plants a seed, when he plants the seed, don't hope. Well, I hope I get something out of this seed. No, he knows that according to the law, sir. <laughs> if I plant something, something's going to grow. Yes, yeah. sir. So when you plant that seed, you put on Thanksgiving, you put on your praise. That's Father, right. I'm praising you right now for the harvest that's coming in because of the seed that you've given me. Yeah. And then that's when, that's when things happen. That's right. It's because when you apply that faith and that Thanksgiving and that praise along with it, that's when true faith comes into play. Yeah. That's the faith that moves mountains. That's right. That's... Yeah. Well, we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, sir. You know, when you plant that seed into the ground, you have to walk by faith because you don't see anything happening right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, we can... Like, you can be like, oh, let me dig it up and see how it's doing. No, you'll, you'll, ruin, the, That's you'll right. ruin the harvest. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you have to have faith that when I planted it, literally, supernaturally, that thing is going to come out of the ground when 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 we're talking about like faith for healing the healing was immediate but it's yes. important for us to 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 have that mentality of it has happened it is done it is finished yes. i am healed by his stripes i was healed because it, like uh david young Cho in his book the fourth dimension he talks about it, you know well we, we talked about you know um you know uh the the well david young Cho talks about how it's like you, you're pregnant with it now. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. it's in you. It's yes. real. It, the, a baby inside of you is just as real as it is when it manifests. You can't see the baby, you know, li like there. You can see, you can see the, um, 
the the effects Sad of it. Bit. Right. But but when it comes out, that's when you get the manifestation. But right. that baby inside of you is just as real as it is when it comes out. Right. You know, and, and so whenever whenever the Bible says in James chapter five, you'll lay the anointing that is any among you sick. Any means anybody. That's right. Uh, you know the. Uh, if any among you sick, let them call the elders of the church to lay hands, you know, anoint them with oil, like you said, the, and the prayer offered in faith shall make the sick person well. That's right. you know, so when they do that, it's the, the, the miracle process is it, it's initiated. God yeah. at that moment begins to work things together. Mm -hmm. It's on you know, the way. It's, it's on the way. He's working yes, it all together for our good, and it's important that we don't drop that faith. You believe you have received it. It will be yours. That's right. But James also says in James chapter 1, but make sure you believe you have received it because uh, believe without doubting because those who doubt are like a w wave tossed by the sea, and they yes. should not expect to receive anything. That's yeah, right. they're double-minded. And, and, you know, whenever that aspect of double-minded comes up what's double-minded it's not faith yeah. it's well he might heal me he might not heal me you know whether it's whatever you know when people pray god if it be your will to heal me that mm. w that's a double-minded prayer automatically because maybe he will maybe he won't maybe he'll provide maybe he won't yes. that's double-minded and those people and the bible says in james 1 they should not expect to receive anything from the lord so that's why it's important for us to hold on to the, what the word says, yeah. not what we see. Yeah. You know, we believe that God at that moment begins to work the things together yes, sir. for our good, that, the, that it's been birthed inside of us and all we can do is, ex, is have hope, joyful, confident expectation. It's going to come. It's going to happen. There's no other option. There's no other choice. That's right. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what we don't see. Right. You know, faith, it, faith gives substance to our hope. Absolutely. So it's, I know it's real. I know it's tangible. I'm just going to believe God that this, there's no other option. Mm. This is going to manifest in my life yeah, because right. I did what the Word says. And it's so important for us to hold on to that during the process because it can, it can be easy for us to drop it. You know, a lot of people have been laid hands on, and then they go, go away and say, well, you know, I don't feel any different. And, and with their words and with their lack of faith, yes. they undo what God already began to work mm -hmm. out yes, and do. And it's important that we don't drop that faith. Yeah. You know, earlier you, you had used the analogy of, uh, of, of the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And you said, you said yeah, that she becomes evidently pregnant mm -hmm. uh, before the manifestation. Mm -hmm. In the same way, as we receive, yeah. there should be an evidence <clears throat> of pregnancy. Yeah. You know, our bellies aren't growing. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. maybe mine is. Uh, that's for living at the Bucks. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there should be evidence yeah. of pregnancy. If I have a promise, that's yes and amen. Mm -hmm. It's done. Yeah. I, there should be evidence. I should be, I should be excited, preparing. You know, you should know, mm -hmm. I've got it coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Much like, uh, obviously, I should know. Yeah. But you should know, I have it coming. Yeah. Faith, it faith should with, be evident. I should be evidently mm -hmm. pregnant. Faith without action is dead. Come on. So people should see the action involved. That man, if I'm believing for this, there's going to be a. a reciprocating action. Yes. I don't know if that's the right word, reciprocating. There's going to be an action that follows that. Absolutely. And you already started talking about it. Praise is one of the biggest ones. Yes. If I believe that I have received it, praise is going to be yeah. ultimately what comes. When when they sent the worshipers out ahead, you know, to, to fight against the three ar the three armies, is that what it I don't remember how many armies there were. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm, I'm probably thinking of Lord of the Rings now. <laughs> but, um, or that was five armies. <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, but when they sent the praisers out ahead, they, what, were they, what were they proclaiming? What were they worshiping? What were they declaring? That God's the victor, yeah. that we have already won. Yeah. See, but recognize that when they were praising God on the way to the battlefield, you know, they didn't see, they were praising from a point of victory, but they, that was operating in faith. You yes, know? sir. We're, we're sending the praisers first. I mean, p- picture, picture like the, the news headlines, like, like, create, like, pre, like, let's say the president sends, you know, p- unarmed people on the front lines of yeah. com- combat. You know, that's mm-hmm. basically what they're doing. Send them with guitars and, 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 <laughs> and symbols, you know, like yeah. how crazy yeah. to, to think that. I mean, these people had families, these people, you know, like, but they're sending the praisers and the worshipers out that's front. Right. Why? Because they knew if we praise God and worship him, there, there's going to be, he's going to fight our battles for us. That's yes. what Jehoshaphat said. He said, God will fight your battles for you. So they were like, praise God. Yes. I don't have to fight. That means if God's fighting for us, that means we're not going to lose any life. So let's worship him. And what happened? They came up and everyone's dead. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's but, right. But they had to believe before they received it, you know, and then they were able to find the victory. Abraham called himself the father of many nations 20 years before he became the father, before he even had a son. Right, you know? yes. And, and so... And, and people don't look... God called him that, yeah. and then he, and he received and he, it. And he received it and began yes. to pr- preach it and That's proclaim right. it. Yes. Noah, for a hundred years, building an ark. years, yes. Yeah, building yeah. an ark. You yes. know, there was an outward act, and people were probably saying, you're ridiculous. But because he believed and didn't drop... If he dropped faith at any point during that 120 years, where would we be now? God, God would Underwater. have had us... <laughs> in the water, yeah. But, but because he didn't drop faith, he was, his family was able to receive the promise that yes. God had for him. Yes, and so it's important for us not to drop faith because the promise, there's no other option. The promise mm. is going to come. It, it can't not come. It can't not. Right. And, you know, um, Buddy, last Friday um, at, the, at our life group, we, we mm. talked about this. And, and you just said, you know, uh, Paul alluded to that it's God's will mm. to heal us. Yeah. It's never not God's will to hear us. And if you don't understand that, you don't, um, perhaps you don't uh, believe that doctrine, I just want to direct you to something real quick. Uh, in Matthew chapter 8, um, this is where uh, the Lord had, uh, uh, Jesus was, was, uh, had healed a leper. And uh, there was another gentleman that came up to him and, and basically said, uh, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Now, what's important here is where Jesus said, I am, it was actually illegal for Jesus as a Jew in that time to say, I am anything, because one of the names of of God is, I am that I am. Mm -hmm. So it was actually illegal for a Jew to say, I am anything and could have been thrown in jail, and could have been punished by, uh, with death. Mm-hmm. So he knew what he was saying when he said, I am willing. What he was saying is he was declaring who he is. He was declaring his deity. He's saying, I am God. I am willing mm-hmm. to heal you. And he was saying, my identity is willing. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand that, um, that that's who he is. 
That, it's not a, an emotion that he had. It's not a feeling that he had. It's not something that he was just, uh, you know, ho-hum about. No, he said, my identity is to heal you. You will be healed. And then once he said that, and by the way, he said that then, he says that today. He doesn't heal just one person. He healed us all. His identity is to heal you. His identity is to heal us. That's who he is. Yeah. It is said, it's in, it's in the, the pages. He can't go back on it. He can't, wouldn't, but he can't change his mind. That's who he is. Yeah. He is willing. The healing is there. It's up to you to receive that healing. He's already done it. And I think a lot of times what people do, and I've, I've been victim of it before, is we, we believe we've received that healing, but then the devil will come along and he'll throw a, a little symptom in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, maybe I didn't receive it. Or then our flesh will go, oh, maybe the anointing wasn't there to, that day mm-hmm. for me to receive my right. healing. So the devil will throw little lies and little tricks like that at you. And then what do you do? You run back to the doctor. Well, now where's your faith at? Your faith's in the doctor right? and not the doctor. Yeah. Right. So when you receive it, you have to know. And now if your faith isn't there, then you go to the doctor. He's given the doctor's wisdom. Yeah. Right. But if your faith is there, don't run, don't run to the doctor of the symptom. Praise yeah. God. Get out and do what you couldn't do. Put it to work. When uh, my mind just went blank. That's okay. Holy Ghost will bring it back. To yeah. You. Mm-hmm. But you know, the scripture that I was that he had put on me earlier today was Psalms one hundred, verse four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, yeah. and into his courts with praise. Yeah. Where is your blessing lying? In God. So put on praise and step into his courts where your blessings lie in there, where your healing is there, where your provision is there. It's through praise that you enter into that. Praise God. You pray that you believe and that you received it, and then you praise him. And then when you put on praise, that's when you step into it. Yeah. Scripture says he abides in our praise. Mm -hmm. He lives in our praise. and, And then you go to Psalms 34. Let's see, verse. verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. Mm-hmm. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Yeah. So even when those symptoms get thrown at you, mm. you still praise. Don't drop yeah. your praise. Don't drop praise. Yeah. And that moment right there is when you praise even more. Mm-hmm. You put on worship even more. Yeah. You put on Thanksgiving even more. In those moments, continually out of your mouth mm-hmm. should be praise. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because look at what you have. You have air in your lungs. You have mm-hmm. clothes on your back. You have shoes on your feet. You're sitting in a chair. If you're not sitting in a chair, you've got AC. Whatever it is, you've got running water. You've got, there is something to praise for. Hallelujah. And when you know that every good and perfect gift comes from God, mm-hmm. then you know that we got clothes. Well, that's a good gift. Praise God. Hallelujah. I can go to the water fountain, push a button, and it's going to give me water. Praise God. I don't have to Wonderful is that. walk down to the river and carry buckets of water up. Yeah. There's, a, there's always something to praise for. Yes. Don't let the symptoms distract you from being able to put on praise. Yeah. Find 
that praise. There's mm. always, there should always be praise in our mouth. Yeah. I do this, and I've started doing it even more lately, but on the way to a job, that's what I'm doing. Thank you, Father, for this business that you've given me. Yes. Thank you, Father, for allowing me to be able to go into these people's home, Father. Mm. Father, thank you that everything today is going to go perfectly smooth because yeah. it's your will. Yes. Thank you, Father, for the provision that's coming in off of this. What am I doing? I'm stepping in and giving him the praise for everything, even though that day hasn't started. That's right. Because yeah. I know that if it's his will and he's calling me to it, then it's going to be easy. If there's a problem that comes up, he's going to give me the answer. Yeah. If I'm tired, he's going to give me the strength. Yes. Mm. He's, if there's a, 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 an issue that comes up, he's giving me the wisdom to walk around the issue. Mm. He's already given me the path around it. Mm. But it starts by putting on that praise yeah. even when it's not there. Come on. Yeah. Even when the problems not even came up. Yes. You praise before the victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And praise that's, be, that's praise where, before the manifestation. And that's where, yes. the, that's where the victory's at. That's right. Yeah. We, when, we need Ooh. to spend more time <laughs> in praise than in petition. You know, that, I mean, when, Je- when Jesus, um, when Jesus uh, gave... Say that, can you say that again? Yeah, we need to spend more time in praise than petition. <laughs> I just see Pastor's comment, you're not living in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Well, we, oh my. That, it's, it's important for us to have that mentality. In the Lord's Prayer, He begins and ends with praise. You yes. know, like ra- wrapping everything in, in praise and in worship. You know, yes. you were mentioning symptoms. You know, the devil will try to put a symptom on you, but that doesn't mean you're not healed. Exactly. You know, just as much as... You know, I'm saved, you know, I'm saved by Jesus. But, you know, the devil will try to throw temptations my way. Does that mean suddenly I lose my salvation? No, no. And just, just like he'll tempt me to, to sin, you know, he'll tempt us to, to, to lose our faith, mm-hmm. but with symptoms. You know, I'll throw a symptom their way, you know, but just because he'll throw a symptom doesn't mean you're not saved, you know, mm-hmm. in your body. Just like, same thing with finances. Yes. He'll, he'll, like, he'll, he might try to put a situation where your, your bank account might look a little bit low, but are you going to be moved by what you see? No. Or are you going to be moved by what you feel? Or are you going to be moved by what the Word says? He will provide all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You know, yeah. So he'll try to tempt you in different areas and try to tempt you to drop faith. But it's important for us to not drop that faith, to not let our faith have a shelf life, to not operate by what we see. Because, um, you know, uh, James chapter 1, verse 13, Let no one when he is tempted say, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. It's when we choose to drop faith and follow what we see, what we understand, you know, those desires. Uh, and when that desire is conceived, they give birth to sin. But then he says, don't be deceived, my beloved brethren, every good and perfect gift. That's verse six, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the Father of lights, when whom there's no variation or shadow or turning. It's imp- that, that, that's so key, you know, as we're talking about like the temptation um, mm. to drop faith. First Corinthians 10, 13, pastor was talking about this uh, last week. Uh, when he was talking about there's no temptation that has come upon you that's not common to man but God's faithful he won't let you be tempted mm-hmm. beyond what you can bear what, tempted for what? tempted to drop faith in any situation yeah. but God is faithful he won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted he'll give you a way out you know, he'll give you the strength to stand up he'll give you the strength to overcome it it's so key you know, to, to, that we need to put our strength and our trust in God and God alone 
because uh, I mean it's not as it's not as popular as it should be in the church today. You know where we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, uh, like a lot of people they, they they believe more in what they've experienced than in what the word says. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I know you say that. You know, I know James 5 says that if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. But I've laid hands on sick people and they didn't recover. Therefore, that can't be right. And that's dangerous because what you're doing is you're putting your own understanding above the Word of God. You're saying what I've seen has more weight than what God said. And that's that's a dangerous place to live. Right. And that's what so many uh, mm -hmm. denominations have done. Yeah. And they've gotten the the doctrine of um, uh, secession. Yeah. You know, they've said, well, it didn't work for me, so therefore it must not be. Yeah. And it's it's dangerous. Pastor calls it experiential doctrine. It's putting your, it's forming doctrines, not on the word, but on what you've experienced. And see that, and and see a lot of people have dropped faith, and you'll hear people say things like this: "Well, I used to believe in healing, but I know a guy who was, you know, who we prayed mm-hmm. for in faith, yes. and he died. Therefore, you know, I, you know, I sometimes it's God's will. Sometimes they'll base, they'll they'll completely rearrange scripture. Sure, you know, or not rearrange it, but mm-hmm. just kind of for." Put it to the side and say, "Well, because I experienced this." And, and if right. you're watching today, and you and and you, you, we're talking about this, and you're like, "Well, but what about this situation? What about this circumstance?" Yes. You know, you, you might have gone through something where you lost a loved one prematurely, and you're wondering, "Well, you know, because because let's be real for a moment. It can bring us a sense of comfort to believe." Well, maybe I guess it was God's will for them to die early. It, it, it can give you a sense of comfort to believe that, but recognize that that's not founded on the word. That's right. You know, don't 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 blame God, you know, for something. And we're also not saying that the reason that happened is because you didn't have enough faith. That's not what we're saying. But we're what we are, but what we want you to understand is that there is a real devil. John ten ten. Uh, the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy. But Jesus yes. said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. That's right. So we're not here to condemn anyone to say people don't have faith. You know, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, we're not here to say, you know, to, to, to try to uh, explain why certain things have happened. If it's, if it's happened in the past, you know, just we, we would encourage you to do what Paul said. You know, when he said, I, I focus my energy on one thing, forgetting the things behind and striving forward to what lies ahead. God wants you, God wants you to take his word and believe it and walk in faith, you know, uh, and, and just base your understanding on the word of God. You know, we, we in the past, we, ha- we haven't always had the faith that we've needed for the time, but God is faithful, you know, yeah. God is faithful. He'll give you the strength that you need to, to do what he's called you to do. Yes. And, and so it's important for us not to drop our faith. And, and despite what we've seen, despite what might have gone on in the past, you know, uh, honestly, one of the most powerful sermons that I've ever, that, or teachings that I've ever listened to was the teaching that Jonathan Charlesworth did the day after uh, he lost his son. Mm. It was powerful. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you listened mm-hmm. to that, but it was powerful. Yes, sir. Where, where he stood up and, and, and he was willing to say, you know, I know this wasn't God, you know. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, a lot, because he preaches faith, he preaches healing. Yes, and sir. a lot of people will take that and be like, Oh, see, it happened to you. Therefore, you know, and try mm-hmm. and try to manipulate a situation that mm-hmm. that you know a, a hard time. Yeah. You know, try to manipulate that to to push a doctrine that's not founded in the word. But he right. said, I, the devil took my son. I might have missed it somewhere. He was willing to take the blame. See, 
it's important for us not to blame God, right. you know, for the things that happen in our yes, lives. Yes, sir. Because I, I can't tell you how many atheists I know because uh, they lost someone prematurely and someone said, God knows what he's doing. You know, mm -hmm. God, God, God has a plan for this, you know, or some, God can work any situation out for your good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, it's important for us to know what the enemy intended for your evil. God can turn it around for your benefit. That's right. However, that doesn't mean that what happened was the will of God, yeah. you know. And, and so it's important for us to re remember that there's a devil that wants to kill people. He wants mm -hmm. to destroy people. Mm -hmm. He wants to end their lives. You know, there's a God who wants to bring life. And so when, when something wicked happens, when something wicked happens in our lives, we shouldn't be pointing to God and say, well, he works in mysterious ways. No, we should be pointing at the enemy and say, uh, you messed up big time. You know, yes. I'm going to spend the, the rest of my efforts fighting against the real enemy. That's not, right. not, not saying God must have had some kind of weird twisted, you know, it's so weird. Right. Um, but, but um, I mean, I can understand how people can feel a sense of, of comfort in believing that somehow this was God mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I, I can just see that, but that's not rooted in the Word of God. That's right. You know, uh, you were talking about earlier, um, you know, in the Word of God, people get these, these distorted doctrines, mm -hmm. um, and you're talking about the experiential doctrine and everything yeah. else, and, and I just want to, to make one thing clear. So if I was to tell you a story, and it was 99% factual, but it was 1% false. What would that be? That story, what would that be? A lie. That story would absolutely be a lie. Let me tell you, if this word right here is 99% truth, mm -hmm. but is 1% lie, yeah. the whole thing is a lie. Yeah. And we know that it's not. We, can, we don't need to take doctrine uh, out of here and, and say, well, the Word says, but what it doesn't really mean, because that ceased. When the, <laughs> apostles, when the apostles gone, when the apostles died, all that went away. That's baloney. Yeah. That's baloney, because as soon as you do that, you're saying this whole thing is a lie. It's you're saying worthless. the word is fallible, but my understanding's infallible. Exactly. That's what you're saying. And you're, you've built yourself up in pride. Mm -hmm. You've made a doctrine completely out of pride, out of what you believe, out of what you think. No, I'm not going to go by what Kevin thinks. Mm -hmm. I'm going by this right here. Yeah. If it's in here, it's done. Yeah. It's, it, it can't not be yeah. so. Mm -hmm. This is more true than any experience I, I could possibly have. It's more true than anything I've ever seen ever heard. This is, this is the standard of truth. Mm -hmm. When I look for truth, if I'm going to go measure a house, you know what I'm talking about. If you're going to go measure a job, <clears throat> what do you bring with you? Bring my tape measure. You bring your tape measure, <laughs> right? That's you right. bring your tape measure, you bring your straight edge, mm -hmm. okay? Because you're going to measure this thing, you're going to do it mm -hmm. right, and you're going to give them a good contract, okay? Mm -hmm. If you show up without a tape measure, what are you, what are you doing? Right? He's brought that standard with him. He yeah. knows that he needs that standard yeah. to get a good contract, to get a good vision of what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. This is my tape measure. Yeah. This is my standard. If I don't have this standard, if I'm not looking at the job right. Mm -hmm. yeah. My contract with the Lord is all messed up. Yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. The pastor always says the standard is the Word. Yes, sir. That's right. Our standard should always be the Word. And if God said it in His Word, I can take that to the bank. And I can put... I can. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. 
You know, like I can't lean on what I can understand and know. I have to lean on what God said in His Word. Yes, sir. And that that means I'm when you lean on something, you're putting your full weight on right. it. You know, yeah. I can't lean on myself. That's impossible. <laughs> I just look crazy. But if I lean on the Word of God, like it's a strong, a strong foundation. foundation. Come yeah. on, it's a sturdy foundation. You know, Jesus said, "If you listen to my words and do them, you're like the man who builds his house on a rock." Yes, sir. You know, you lean on it and it and the winds will come the waves will come james 1 says consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds come on yeah. see uh, like i whenever i first started you know mm. just stepping into the the just the idea of faith this was one passage that i was like confused by you know consider it pure joy when you face trials but i thought we weren't supposed to face trials well no you know they went through the storms you know I, when i started preaching this people would rebuke me saying everyone has to go through storms i never said you don't have to go through storms but Jesus, Jesus didn't just travel through a storm. He rebuked storms, you know? Yeah. Like, but there had to be a storm for him to rebuke. <laughs> we have to remember there's a devil who wants to keep us out of faith, you know? He but, first slept through that, that storm. Yeah, he, he was, was sleeping through it first of all. He wasn't afraid, yeah. <sighs> but it's important. Consider pure joy. How can you consider pure joy when you face trials of many kinds? Because I know that God works all things together for my good. Yes. Because I know that there's only one outcome of this situation, and that's... That's, I win. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. That's the only outcome because I'm on his side. That's how I can consider pure joy. I can also consider pure joy because I know that God is developing in me perseverance and hope and strength. Yes. So he's, he's creating me. Uh, you know, when you face trials of many kinds, it is the, the testing of your faith that produces this. That word testing is like a silversmith, how he'll test the metal. He'll, he'll melt it down, and the impurities rise to the top. Mm. And he can sift off the impurities, and, and he'll continue to do that process until he looks into the silver, yes. and he sees a perfect reflection of himself. Yes. That, and that's, what, that's, what, that's why we can consider pure joy. That you know, in the process, I can praise God in the process, because I know, first and foremost, he's... He's sifting impurities out of me. The, the impurities might rise to the top, but God can take that out. It, it's exposed. He'll clean it up. And now I'm stronger and, and I'm mm -hmm. more pure than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And I also know that I'm going to wind up on top. Oh, That's man. why I consider it pure joy. So for anyone watching right now, because we got to wrap up soon. Anyone watching right now, for, for anyone watching that right now who might be just waiting for the manifestation, they're, they're believing God, you know, they're, they're praying for a healing or for Hallelujah. provision or for, or for the salvation of a loved one. Or so, there's something that they're believing for, but they haven't seen the manifestation yet. What would you say is they, should, they, should, uh, they should dedicate themselves to right now? Praise. Praise and praising. preparation. Is it, when you were just talking about the storm, it doesn't say that storm has to touch you, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, your praise is, it's like, it's like that bubble that goes up around you. It's yeah. that protection bubble. Mm. They praise going into the battle. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there was a protection over them. There was a, mm. there was, the victory was there in the praise. Yeah. So in those moments, that's when you put the praise up. Let, let God's defense come on you. Let him bring you the victory. Don't try to do it yourself. So praise him for that victory. That's what you have to do. You have to purpose yourself to put the praise on. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Psalm 91. Absolutely. Uh, those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will find rest under the shadow exactly. of the Almighty. You got that protection. 
And that's when you can say, no pestilence will come near my yeah, That's absolutely. when you can say, a thousand dying all around me, but it won't touch me. Exactly. You, know, you got that. Yeah. Which Psalm 91 was a worship song. It was a praise song. Imagine you know? that. Yeah. That's literally oh, yeah. what it was. He was, he was saying, oh, like, praising God, you know, I, I, I would like to try to sing that. You know, and dance. Uh, you know, those who dwell in the shelter of the Lord find rest under the shadow of the Almighty. <laughs> I don't know. That's like, a good clip. That was a really good attempt. I enjoyed that. But like picture, that's what David did yeah. whenever, yeah. whenever that came out. That's what he was doing. You know, Bear, Bear has been sharing in the comments, you know, it's, we have the authority and power to bring heaven on earth. If we go into a desert, mm. it's because God wants to turn it into oasis is what she said. Yes. We, on earth as it is in heaven, you know, that's what we're called to bring. Hallelujah. And, and praise does that. Praise brings heaven on earth. Absolutely. Pra like the first passage you brought up in Psalm 104, uh, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise. We're seated in heavenly places. Yeah. So we're bringing the presence of God. And you mentioned um, the, the, the passage that he inhabits the praises of his people. So when we worship him and we give him thanks, we're, we're bringing heaven down. We're bringing yeah. the presence of God down into our situation. Yes. And, we can, and the Bible like, shares that, the, that we can speed up the promises. Sure. We can speed up the promises. That's what Noah did. By his obedience, the Bible says, and he brought, and he, and he brought in the, the manifestation of the promise, you know, or the judgment is what it said. But, but we can, through our praise and through our worship, we're, we're able to, to, to quicken that process because, because that faith is rising yeah. up in us. That's right. That's right. That's I feel good. my faith rising up right now, I'm telling you. Praise I'm fixing to go march around some walls. We're going to find some walls and march around. Right. Maybe do a little bit of hollering and watch them come down. I don't know. Praise <laughs> God. I'm just excited right yeah. now, I'm telling you. That's what praise will do. And, and here's the thing, especially in the middle of the process, when it's the hardest to praise is whenever we should praise the most. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like, there are times when me and Serena are, you know, are at home, and one of us, so, a lot of times it's me, you know, we're just having a bad day, and Serena's like, you want to worship? And like my flesh is like, no, <laughs> I don't. Yep. But we get around the keyboard, we start worshiping, That's you know, right. and, and it just begins to drop. Yeah. You know, so so we're talking about the importance of praising in the process. Mm. You know, you probably won't feel like it all the time, <laughs> but mm -mm. but you do it anyway because right. we walk by faith, not by feelings. I'll just say it that way. That's right. Whether I feel it or not, if I, if, I, if I begin to just apply my faith and worship God and begin to just look at all the things that I'm thankful for, you know, God will work it out, you know. And, and, so, and so it's important that this is basically what, what we wanted to share with you guys today is praising even, and when you praise God, what you're doing is praise and worship is the fruit of our faith. Yes. I believe that the manifestation yeah. is coming, therefore I'm going to praise God. Come on. Uh, and, and because I praise God, I'm going to usher in the manifestation. And it's going to come. That's right. Uh, it's going to come. Yeah. And so, and so as we're wrapping up, we, we always like to give you guys an opportunity to sow. And, and, um, and as we're doing that, you know, uh, you, you can sow in two ways. You know, you can give online at givebc.org or on Facebook, you can do a hashtag donate. But... Uh, the passage that just entered into my, my spirit was godliness with contentment is a means of great gain. Yeah. Mm. You know, godliness, godliness in itself is not a means of gain. That's, that's what he says, you know, but godliness with contentment 
is a means of great gain. Mm. So what's contentment? It's praise. It's Father, thank you for what I have. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you that I'm that 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 I have food on the table. Thank you, God, that I'm that I have a roof over my head. That's Father, right. thank you that I'm not naked right now mm-hmm. and without clothes. Yeah. And I'm sure you can thank God for that too. Like <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Like like it's the contentment of my God is faithful and he is good and he is merciful and that that praise and that contentment brings about great gain. Yes. Yeah. And one of the greatest ways we can praise God is by sowing. We were talking about that's that. Right. That's an act of faith. Yeah. Yeah. You plant it. You don't see anything right away, yeah. Yeah. But, but you can praise God and worship him because you know that seed's going to pop up and it's going to produce a fruit because it can't not produce fruit. Yeah, that's right. I continue to water that seed with my praise, you know, in my worship. It's going to bear fruit. Yes. Some, it's going to bear fruit. It. Uh, Galatians 6, 7, God is not muck. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so as we are sowing today, if God puts it in your spirit to sow, you know, sow from a place of, of contentment, knowing that, man, praise God. He has been so faithful to me. He has been so good to me. I, I'm going to just worship him through sowing. And, and as I sow, I'm going to sow in joy, not under compulsion, mm-hmm. not, not begrudgingly, but because God loves a cheerful giver. Barrett says a seed is designed to produce. So as you're, mm. as you, if, if, when God puts it in your spirit, whatever you want to sow today, sow with eager anticipation. Put Essentially, him to the test, huh? Put him to the test. Yeah, put him to the test. God said in Malachi three, "Test me now on this. See if I will not pour out a blessing on you so great that you can't handle it." Mm. Uh, in, in Philippians or in in Proverbs chapter three. It says, honor the Lord with your finances and the first fruits of your increase so that your vats will, or so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will brim over with new wine. Come on. Like, there's a guarantee. It doesn't say, you know, and maybe it'll be filled with plenty or maybe, you know, you never know. No, no, no. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Faith is the assurance that God will do what he said. Yes. So, so as God put it, puts it in your spirit, have joy. Consider pure joy as you're sowing that seed because you know that it will produce. That's right. It and will he produce. said it, will it not be, is it not so? Yeah. Come on. There were, the, I remember there was a specific time that, you know, we reaped a harvest. You know, someone gave us a check. And I was just dancing and praising God, you know, because I saw the manifestation of it. Mm-hmm. And, and then God, God just said, hey, why don't you do this when you sow the seed? Why don't you have the same spirit? You know, I, I don't dance my way to the, to the front whenever I get it. But if I have that same amount of expectation and joy, you know, sowing the seed, knowing that it's going to reap a harvest, you know, yeah. again, believe you have received it, it will be yours. You know, having that same mentality as I'm sowing the seed, as I am when I reap the, 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 the manifestation of it, you know, uh, like we can have that same spirit right now. As I'm sowing the seed, I can ha- be full of joy n- and praise knowing that God's going to work it out. Yep. That God's that the harvest will come and it will produce. Amen. You got something on you? I apparently I just got scripture coming out of me because I I I just felt like I needed to look look that up to see if that was accurate and and, and you know numbers 23 and 19 it says God is not a man that he should lie yeah. nor the son of man that he should repent. He has said and will he not do. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? He has said. Mm-hmm. He has spoken. Yeah. It yeah. is done. 
Mm -hmm. There is no other option. Yeah. I dare you. God said, Put let there the be test. light. There was light. Praise God. God's word in its very nature holds creation power. So when, God, so when we read something, when we believe it, things begin to manifest. You know, he calls those things that are not as though they were. So when we, when we say out of his word, you know, honor the Lord with your finances and this will happen. God's word has the power yeah. to manifest. That's right. It has the power to manifest. That's right. Even, he, he makes a way where there's no way. Where there's nothing, God can manifest something. Oh, I think yeah. pastors said it, or some, someone said it, where like, even if you have like pretty much nothing, God can bring a meteor full of diamonds and drop it in your backyard. Is that pastor? Yep. Yeah, like there, there's nothing remotely difficult for God. There's nothing outside of his realm of possibility. So, so, if, so if we don't drop our faith, and if we, because faith without action is dead, mm. you know, applying our action in the realm of finances by sowing a seed, you know, because financial blessing doesn't come by saving, it comes by sowing. So when we, when we apply our faith to what God said in his word, we know what's going to happen. That's right. You know, we know what's going to happen. It can't not. It can't not happen. So, guys, uh, we're, we just want to pray over you um, and, and just pray a blessing on those who have sown and just pray a blessing on those because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So, so seeds have already been planted in your spirit as you've been listening to this today. So we're, we just want to bless you and we want to pray over you. Kevin, do you want to pray? Absolutely. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for this you. time of fellowship, uh, this time of uh, joining together and just really chewing on the meat of your word, Father. And I thank you for the time that you've allowed us to do that, Father, that we were... Uh, that, that we were able to take time out of our day just to spend time with you in intimacy. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you and we praise you for that. And we come before you with thanksgiving and praise, knowing that what we give to you will come back to us. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over will people pour into our bosom, Father. And we know that because you said it. Yeah. It's done. So, Father, we give you praise for it right now. The manifestation may not be here, but we have the victory. Yes. Hallelujah, we have the promise, and the promise is as good as any manifestation. Mm -hmm. So, Father, right now we thank you for that promise. Father, I, play, I pray a blessing over those who have sown right now. Father, that, uh, that you just pour into them, <clears throat> pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hallelujah, will they receive from you, Father. And Father, I pray right now that you allow me to be a vessel to pour into these folks right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I give you praise and glory. Lay, allow them to be blessed yes. in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you for joining us for Lunch Plus. We're going to hand it over to Barrett as she wraps up the broadcast. But guys, thank you for joining us for What's the Word. Thank you guys for just all that you allowed the Holy Spirit to speak through you. This was, this was a God powerful is good. word. Hallelujah. This was a powerful word. God is faithful. Guys, we love you. We'll see you next time. Now we're transitioning over to Barrett. Love you guys. See y'all. Hey, guys. So we're here at the end, but it's not the end of Lunch Plus this week. We are going to be back tomorrow with a fresh, brand new episode. But before I tell you what tomorrow looks like, we had our 100th comment. I am so sorry that we didn't say this earlier in the broadcast. 
That person was Cindy Orr, Kevin's mom. So happy late birthday, Cindy. I know your birthday was earlier on in this month, but we're just so excited to be able to bless you with a gift card for being our 100th commenter. So just thank you for that. And tomorrow we have another brand new episode of Lunch Plus. Tomorrow's Thursday. You know what that means. What's unfortunate? What's unfortunate? Um, because if I sing it more often, the jingle's gonna happen. So that's going to be tomorrow. We're gonna have another challenge tomorrow. And Thursday means Q&A with Pastor Brian and Buddy. That's right, you heard it here. Pastor Brian will be back tomorrow live on Lunch Plus. We're super excited about that. And we love you so much. Thank you for being here with us. And we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, 11.45 in the morning. Have a great rest of your day. Be blessed in Jesus' name.